it's not about competition. It's about the value you bring. So if you're bringing value, there's no doubt that you'll be able to stand out. I have no doubt about that. It's just how you create the value. Welcome to the Profitable Graphic Designer Podcast. My name is Katie Sandel, and this episode was brought to you by Aventive Academy, an online business education platform that helps brand, graphic, and web designers get more clients, increase their pricing, and build a profitable design business. We have online programs, courses, and templates that you can use, and you can find out more about starting and growing your freelance design business at aventiveacademy.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me, Jacob. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today and talk to you about blogging, SEO, and what designers need to know about getting leads and clients through their own websites and a little bit more about passive income, because I know you're now more and more like going into that direction. But before we dive in, can you just introduce yourself and let our audience know who you are, what you do, and who you help? Okay, sure thing. Thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm very happy to geek out on SEO and blogging and all that good stuff. We'll get to that. For context of who I am, at my heart, I'm a designer, uh, born and bred, very creative. I run a design agency and branding studio and blog called Just Creative. And that's where I serve designers, entrepreneurs, creatives in general, helping them grow their business. Uh, we have tons of resources, tools, downloads, templates, blog articles, and so forth. So that's who, we, who I am, designer at heart, but I do many things, right? Um, I'm very much into passive income, affiliate marketing. I run a, a blog, uh, sorry, a podcast called Just Branding that's focused on branding. I'm heavily into brand strategy, design, marketing, and business. So that's kind of like my cross-section of interests and passions, and I kind of encapsulate them all together to run Just Creative and help designers, creatives, and entrepreneurs grow. So Yeah, that's amazing, because I found your blog a long, long time ago, and I was really into it, learning a lot, learning a lot about SEO, about growing a business, branding, looking into your portfolio and services when I was trying to grow my agency. <laughs> Yes, it's it's funny. I, I have I've been online with that blog since 2007, so it's been around for a while. I've learned a lot along the way, and yeah, it's um you know gets a lot of traffic, and it's really the hub of everything that I do. It's the backbone of my business. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask you to tell us a little bit more about just creative, like when you started it. I mean, you just said it, but like, how did you start it, and what was the goal maybe then, and what is your goal now with just creative? Yeah, it's it's a totally different different game now. When I started, this was 2007, it was literally a blog for me to document my design studies at university. And that transitioned into me understanding what blogging was. And the communities were much smaller back then. So it was very tight-knit. There weren't too many around. Social media wasn't a thing. So it was, yeah, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to yeah. even <laughs> say that, but it's like, yeah, there wasn't really much um, going on back then. So it was really a way to document my studies, but it, social media was emerging, right? Um, there was Twitter popped up and I got into that. I was, I'm an early adopter into a lot of technologies and new things. And that is kind of where I got introduced to 
blogging and social media and digital marketing and all of that. So that's the, the early days. That got me into learning more about websites, WordPress, and the ins and outs of SEO and how to actually grow a, a blog and to get found in Google, which really is the, still the backbone of my business today. So organic search, it's very, you know, it's, it's not as heavy, it's not as heavy as time investment, I should say, versus, you know, social media, which is, you know, like a hamster wheel. You post something and, you know, a couple of days later, exactly. it's gone. Exactly. And, you know, you have to keep doing it. So we'll get into that. But that those are the early days. Nowadays, it's transitioned into a blog. It's getting nearly a million hits, page views a month. Uh, we have about 10 writers, some editors. We have an SEO team and some managers as well. So it's, it's definitely grown from those early days. Yeah. Can you uh, just briefly... Because there are a lot of designers who don't know much about SEO yet, and they're maybe trying to get clients either on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, you know how it is. Can you just like yes. briefly share what SEO really is and like how like how it all works? Like what is that that people need to know maybe, you know, about keywords or like why is SEO important? Mm -hmm. All right. So SEO, search engine optimization. So we can break that down to... Optimization, you really want to be found in Google, right? And there's techniques to be found. It's hyper-competitive. So SEO is a game. You have to think about it like that because, you know, there's, there's many intricacies of it, but the basics will get you very far. So I, I would love to talk to you guys about the basics of it. And, you know, it's very, it can be very uh, intimidating for people that aren't aware of it. You first get, first get into it and you just don't know where to start. So we'll go over the basics, but it really is about getting found in Google. So you've, you're at the top of search engines. You know, the first three, you know, number one, number two, and number three are what get clicked, the links that get clicked, anything underneath that is, you know, it gets less and less and less. So you want to get into those, those top positions. And what you need to know what you want to be found for. So this is keywords, right? So it's all about keywords. So let's say, as an example, you know, graphic designer, New York. If you want to be found for that keyword, how do you optimize your site for that keyword? I think we'll get into those actual details, but in theory, the SEO is about being found. And the, the best benefit of being high on Google is that it's organic and people, these are hot leads actively looking for someone versus social media or some other platforms where it's a more of a long-term game. It's building authority and trust and showing, um, you know, who you are, but it's very repetitive. It's, you know, it's like that hamster wheel I mentioned. So SEO is on the other side. It's very passive. Once you're there, you, you know, you're constantly um, trying to improve it. You can, you know, if you create an evergreen content, it stays there forever. Some of the articles I wrote in 2008, are still bringing in thousands of page views. You think about the return on investment on that versus a you know, social media post. It's it's crazy that more people aren't into SEO, especially designers and creatives. It's very intimidating. So I will get in. We'll get into those those technicalities, the basics. I shouldn't say technicalities. It's the basics of what will actually help your blog grow based on the keywords that you want to go after. 
So when you're ready, we can probably jump into that. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to ask you, because you mentioned that in the past, maybe there were not that many blogs and not that many websites and not that many competitors. Do you think that the market is saturated now? And, you know, there are a lot of blogs out there and a lot of, you know, designers already kind of know something about SEO and maybe are trying to blog, but don't know about SEO. Like how, uh, how would someone like, like, is it, is it hard to stand out? Well, let me put it this way. There's absolutely more competition than there was, but there's absolutely more opportunity than there was. There's more people online. There's more people interacting. Google is the norm, you know, and people are using, you know, search engines every single day and they're, use, they're on Facebook, they're on social media. So there's so much opportunity. I believe there's, there's, there's infinite amounts. It's, it's about understanding how you're positioned as, you know, an, a professional and how you're actually targeting who you're going after and what, what value you're actually providing. So it's not, it's not about competition, it's about the value you bring. So if you're bringing value, there's no doubt that you'll be able to stand out. I have no doubt about that. It's just how you create the value. Do you and think- that value is very subjective, hey, so it's- Yeah. So do you think that someone would be able to stand out even for the keywords that are very hard to kind of like reach, that are, you know, really difficult to, uh, to like be on top for those keywords? Like you mentioned graphic designer, New York. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's do you think it's more about like qual- quality or quantity? Because I know you mentioned now you have a, a lot of bloggers, you have a team and so on. So how would someone who is just a freelancer on their own, how would they start their blog? So yeah, let's let's go into those basics okay. <laughs> you mentioned. All right. So it comes down to, yes, there's some keywords can be competitive, right? If just, let's say mortgages, for example. This is left field, but this is one of the most hyper-competitive keywords. You know, if you're paying for a link to, you know, a cost, uh, you know, a paid link to, you know, go to a mortgage, you know, it's going to be upwards of $30 a click or more. Because if you think about it, a mortgage over like 30 years is worth thousands, right? So that one click could lead to thousands of dollars. So that's an extreme. Well, I'm going to take it back a bit and let's talk about that's graphic design in New York. You know, it's kind of middle of the range. There's a lot of graphic designers in New York. However, if you get more uh, what we call long, if you go after long tail keywords, let's say graphic designer in New York for restaurants, right? This is going to be less competitive. So you could go after that key phrase. Let's say your how your brand is positioned or your services is for restaurants only, right? It could be for New York. It could be for the US, it could be for wherever. So the idea is that you want to go after keywords that your, you know, your brand is, you know, focused on. So, and you could even go further, right? For those starting out, graphic designer in New York, um, you know, restaurant graphic designer in New York, or it could be vegan restaurant uh-huh, graphic designers in New York, or it could be, you know, even further. You know, it, you can break it down even, even more. So there's always a strategy. And it's based on how, how much authority your website has. In the beginning, it's not going to have much. It'll take about six months of actively creating content and getting links back to your site. We're getting into tactics now for you to be seen as an authority, for Google to rank your website. So SEO is a long-term play. It's, it, pays off, it pays off there because if you think about the amount of effort that you put into social media posts versus if you do it once, for search, like I said, 2008 was with these articles still ranking. Like the, the payoff is there. It's going to be there for a, a long time. So understand the strategy that you're going for. 
right? And when I, when I say that, it's like, well, what are the keywords? What are you selling? What do you want to be ranking for? There's different goals behind it, behind SEO. So for us, right, Just Creative, we sell services, branding, strategy, design, website design. So we have a bunch of different keywords that are go after that audience. But we also have a bunch of different, you know, tech articles and different um, keywords we go after that uh, for passive income. So we have two strategies. If for someone starting out there, you're probably just selling services, I'm assuming. Yeah. So go after that, All right? Start small. Who, who is your customer? What are you selling? And what keywords can you rank for? Once you have that strategy, once you have that strategy, then we can start creating content around that. And, you know, I'll let you, let you go in, but yeah, you know, yeah. I could rattle on all day about how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I just wanted to say that we get a lot of clients through our blog as well. I do have a writer now. I have someone who manages all that. But we get clients because I imagine this dream client who I want to get. So you didn't have to even... So my strategy was like, who is the ideal client that I want to work with? And those were skincare brands. I really wanted to design everything like from, you know, like going from brand strategy to logos, colors, typography, labels, packaging, like I really wanted that. And then we started writing blogs on how to grow your skincare line through branding or how to, you know, things like that. But they always had skincare, branding, graphic design, web design. And that's how we are now getting like my dream clients. So that's just another strategy. Like if someone who's listening to this now is like, oh, but what keywords I should use? Should that be a restaurant or skincare? Just think about who you want to get. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good example. So there's many different ways to, to slice the cake, right? So I was talking about restaurants in New York, you're going after skincare and, you know, you could even combine that with a location. You could, um, you know, you can slice it many ways. So that's why it comes back to the strategy of, you know, what your ambitions are, what your goals are, and then, you know, go for it. So, yeah, think about who you're going after is, is key. That's the number one thing and what you're, you're selling and wanting to sell, what your goals, goals are. Yeah. Do you have any clients in mind that you're going after at this point? Or are you more like a specialist designer or generalist? That's another topic I know, but kind of like, who, who do you go after? So I'm pretty broad because I have such a wide net in terms of traffic. I, I kind of pick up a lot of different, um, you know, a lot of different industries, a lot of different clientele. I am pretty industry ambiguous. No, what's the right word there? Uh, I'm not, uh, I don't care what industry, what uh, I work work in. I actually like the diversity. So I don't go after, you know, a particular line like, like skincare. skincare yeah. I, I focus more on brand as a, like an umbrella and then strategy and even logo design is a good entry for a lot of businesses. And that can open a conversation to, you know, uh, whatever it else that they may need to grow their business. So for me, it's, it's a little bit more broad. It's brand as a whole. So you can, but that's that's not going to work for everyone because they they won't have the traffic to to allow that strategy to work in the beginning. To make this a little bit more relatable, in the beginning I focused purely on logo design. That was my niche, just like you were doing skincare. That was my strategy. All of my content was around logo design. It was my passion, and I focused on that for many years and typography. So that was that was really how I broke into blogging and uh, niching down. 
at the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know I was niching. I just knew that I loved logo design and I was just drawn to it and focused there. And throughout, uh, throughout my years, I realized I was doing things by intuition and naturally, and it worked out, thankfully. But yeah, it's, it does come back down to what you're selling, niching, and focusing on it. Because Google will see you as an authority on a certain subject. The more you write about skincare, they're like, oh, this is a skincare blog then they're going to prioritize your articles around that skincare topic. So the more you go after, the higher you'll, um, more authority you'll get with Google and the higher up the SERPs, that's a, a jargon for search engine ranking positions. <laughs> and yeah, you'll go up higher because you're seen as an authority. Now, to get more authority on your site, the next tactic to use apart from keywords, which is number one, is links back to your site. This is the hard part. Anyone can write content, but getting links back to your site in the beginning can be very challenging because you're not known. So in the beginning, you want to be, be writing articles for other blogs as well to get links back to your site. You can also use gray hat techniques, and that's another more jargon around what is ethical or deemed good or evil in terms of Google or other search engines. So you can buy links, uh, you're not meant to buy links, but how I mean, when I say that, you can get other writers to write articles on other sites and have your link included on that, in that article, and then they'll link back to your site. So it's like, you're not meant to pay for links, but you can pay for articles, which live links in. So it's a little gray. You can't just buy a link. Hey, I want to get on this page, put my link here. It's more like, let's commission an article, get your links. The point here is that you want to get links back to your site to get authority. So we can recap keywords, number one, two is links back to your site. The third thing I want to, uh, when it comes to basics is how to optimize your pages in terms of the keywords, you know, page titles, headers, and so forth. This is the, the basics you need to know to uh, even rank. So I'm not sure if you want to go there, if you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. When it, when it, goes, when it comes to um, the backlinks, does it matter what site is going to link to you or it doesn't matter kind of like if that's like a well-known website or it's just a starter. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. If you got a link from New York Times or if you got a link from Bob's Fish and Chip Shop, which one do you think has more authority? Yeah. All right. So you want to get links from sites with more authority, you know, sites like New York Times. That's, you know, it'd be very difficult for a starting blog. So you want to go after some, something in the middle of the range. You know, other people in your niche, other skincare blogs, other graphic design blogs, anything that's kind of in your kind of world is going to be recommended. The higher domain authority or domain ranking that site has, so this is more lingo, uh, the, the more ju link juice will come to, to your site. And what I mean by uh, that is uh, link juice kind of refers to how, how powerful a link is. Right? So if it's from New York Times, it's very powerful. If it's from uh, Fish and Chip Shop, it's not so powerful. So you want more link juice from higher authority places. And how you can do find out what's ranking a site is, there's some tools online to, to find the domain rating for, for websites. So you can look up domain rating finder or something. There's, there's many. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I also like... Now, if we go back to just like how many writers you have and how often do you post, do you have any recommendation for someone who's just starting? Like how often should they post? How long those blogs should be? Those are kind of questions that I always get either through my newsletter or on our Instagram. 
I don't think it's a matter of quality or quantity. I think it's around the the strategy. So the keywords that you're going after, that's super important because otherwise you're just not going to get found and what you write in is it's it's meaningless if you haven't done the proper research, right? It, it can live on your site, but you still need to get traffic to your site. Uh, so it really it really does come to come down to knowing what keyword you're going after, and optimizing your pages and getting those links back to your website as well. So it it comes down to that. Once you understand the basics, you can scale. Right? You could actually hire writers. You can you know, go after more keywords and you know scale up. But it really does come down to those keywords that you're going after. And how do you optimize pages? Is there a certain like plugins or platform or something that you would recommend? So every every website platform out there will have a page title. This is the most important part when it comes to keywords. So the page title is basically the title of the page, you know, that comes up in when you're on when you have your tabs, right, uh, in Chrome or whatever browser you use, you'll have the the title up there, and generally that has the keyword in it. So it could be graphic designer New York. You want to make sure that's in your page title. So whatever platform you use, there will be a page title set in on in your provider in your platform. There are plugins you can use to make it easier. I use WordPress as a CMS or content management system. Most people will be using that. It's the most popular platform. Yeah, that's what's used too. Yeah, so Yoast is a plugin. There's okay. SEO Rank. There's a few others out there for that you are essential for SEO on, it, um, on WordPress sites. Other platforms, you know, if you're using Squarespace, they'll have page settings in there as well. So page title is number one priority. Uh, the meta description, you want to have the keyword in the meta description. Basically, that's the description that is underneath the page title, which is, appears in search, you know, un- like the description underneath. You want to make sure the type, the keyword is in there. Where else do you want the keyword? You want it in the first paragraph of your text, right? The, f- the opening first three paragraphs, you'll want your keyword there. On a, on a website, there's different titles right in terms of hierarchy so let's say there's a header one which is like the most important you're going to want to have your keyword in your header one and header two and maybe a header three as well so this is telling google this page is focused on this keyword so you can have multiple keywords by the way you, that you can go after but generally you want to go after one keyword so if you think about you know when you're creating hierarchies or you know documents, you'll generally have like something that's really big and bold and then like a, a small heading. It works the same way in, in Google uh, and pages. You want to encode, assign it H1, H2, H3, and that refers to header one, header two, header three. So these are like the three basic things that every website has to have to rank. Page title, meta description, H1, 2, 3. Those are the basics. If you get those right, you're, you're like 80% of the way there. Yeah. And then yeah. how often should people post or like how often do you post? I know that now you have, if I remember correctly, like a team of 10 or more writers. Yeah. So like how often do you guys post and like per week, per day, what would your suggestion for someone who's just yeah. starting? It's, it's not about how much you post. However, the more you post, the more content you have, the more chances are people can link to you. So the more content you have, the more opportunity you have. So think about it like that. There's no right or wrong with the amount of times you you know post. You know, it's it, you don't have to be on a regular schedule. You know, there's no there's no major algorithm with 
the regularity of your posts, especially for starting sites. For more tech, uh, well, not or for more news sites, yeah, absolutely, it does come into play. But yeah, I wouldn't be held up too much on how often you do do it. For us, yes, we have 10, 10 writers and we're pumping out content, right? In the past two months, I think we've done about 300 different articles in terms of updating and writing new articles. So we we have some evergreen content, which means it's always, you know, it's kind of timeless. We also have some articles that, you know, are outdated within three to six months, you know, tech, like best tech items, for example. So we have a team that manages the 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 not so evergreen content to make sure it's updated regularly. So let's put that in perspective. Let's say it's the best laptops for designers or, you know, best monitors for designers. Or we Black have a resource. Friday deals that's for last year or something. Exactly. So, you know, it could be last year's item. You want to update that because Google realize it's old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you see happening with blogs in the next, let's say, few years? Because social media is like so active and there's always this new platform, either that's YouTube or YouTube Shorts now <laughs> or TikTok yeah. or Snapchat or what was the one? Clubhouse, <laughs> yeah. you know, Instagram. Like, do you think people should focus more on like blogs or social media or both? Well, if at the end of the day, it's all get, about They're trying to get clients. Yeah. So what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve here? That's going to help inform if you go on TikTok or write blogs or, you know, do something else. So it really does come down to your goals and ambitions. All of those other things are just tactics to achieve that goal. So whether or not you like doing dancing videos in front of, you know, uh, you definitely don't want to see me doing that. <laughs> but if you prefer doing, you know, TikTok dancing videos and your audience are hanging out there and it relates to them and, and what you're trying to achieve, then go after that. You know, you don't have to spend time on blogging and doing SEO. But for me, I'd rather do something once and, you know, not spend hours on, you know, TikTok doing, <laughs> doing those sorts of things. So uh, these are the extremes, but you get what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's about the, the, the tactics behind your goals. Is your goal now to get more clients or, you know, to get clients in general, or it's more passive income? It's both. So the, the passive income would have been scaling. That's why we have, you know, 10 riders because we are scaling up that side of the business. However, there are many other articles focused on, you know, brand design and, you know, marketing in general. So that draws in the other side. So we do have two kind of goals there. And, but in the beginning, it wasn't really about passive income. We've just doubled down on that. Yeah, well, that's amazing because that's another thing that designers can leverage when writing their own blogs. And it doesn't have to be like where they're selling like some super expensive things, but it can always be, this is a recommendation on this book or on this laptop, or yes. this is a font that I really like. And then if other designers see that, they might buy that font and they can get, you know, commission on that. So that's, that's another really cool thing when it comes to yeah. blogging. Absolutely. So if you, affiliate marketing is what you're referring to there is basically yeah. you recommend something and because you recommend it, you take a cut and at no extra cost to the end user. So it's a win-win for everyone. And, you know, I'm, I'm heavily into affiliate marketing at scale. But if you're starting out, right, just as you said, how you get started, you can have a resources page where you recommend products that you use. This can be handy for both your fellow designers or creatives, as well as your clients. So your clients may be interested in things like 
best web host, you know, best domains player, best domains or best business software or whatever it may be. Think about it. Put yourself in their shoes. What's going to be handy for them? A personal recommendation goes a long way as long as you have some trust and authority. So it, uh, that's one way you can start having a resources page for clients and your fellow creators. And you can set up affiliate links. And how you do that, people ask me how to get started. Basically, every single provider, I'd say about 80% out there, you'd be surprised, has an affiliate program. If you go to their website, scroll to the bottom of the, their page, look for a text, a word that says affiliates or partners, sometimes it says. If you click affiliates, you can sign up to their affiliate program. You'll get a, a tracking link that is specific to you. And then you can put that on your resources page or your email, or you could have a PDF that you send to your clients. You know, it, the, all of these things, they can help with the passive income. So they're just some tactics, but if you want to get started, that's what you have to do. Or you can type in Amazon affiliate program, or if it's a, a course provider such as yourself, it could be, you know, you could email them. Do you have an affiliate program? Sometimes they may not say, oh, I'm interested in promoting your services. Can, are you, have you, are you, have you heard about affiliate marketing? Love to work with you. So I've literally done that to hundreds of different providers now. All, yeah. all, all different affiliates. So it's you start small, work with providers you love and trust and that you would recommend to your friend or your family and, you know, go from there, scale it up. Yeah, so that's, that, so that's already like kind of like growing your blog, scaling. And we talked a lot about um, like how to start with the basics and things like that. But how do you get to the next level? Like how do you grow? How do you hire a first person? How do you know that that's going to work? I mean, now you already have... 10 writers or so, like, how did you get there? What was, yep. um, I, I believe, I, I think that at the beginning you were writing all the blogs by yourself. And then yep. when did you hire the first person and like how, you know, how that yes. process went? Yeah, good, good question. So for about uh, probably a decade, I pretty much wrote the whole blog and did everything myself. And I, I didn't really even think about, you know, hiring people. I, it, it just seemed like a wasted cause because <laughs> I was like, how am I going to get this money back? Like what? I didn't have any strategy. I didn't know what I was doing really. I was just blogging and sharing my, what I was passionate about. I didn't understand everything. So these days I, I'm much more tuned in and I, I dove into the data and that data informed what was, informed me what was working and I could visit other sites and other, you know, providers and look into their strategies to see what worked and apply it to, to ours. And it was just a, you know, bit of experimentation. And once you, you know, you look at the data and you realize what's working, then you can, well, I, I think Gary, Gary V says is you nail it and you scale it, right? So you, you, once you nail it, you just scale it. You, that's what exactly happened. So it was some, some time around, I can't remember what year it was, but we were getting more guest authors, right? So we often had people writing for our blog and then people, I actually don't know how the first person happened, but it was, Maybe they were a writer and then, oh, that was really good. So we did a, a next one. And then, oh, that was a great article. Let's, let's do another one. And it kind of just turned into, you know, the, a contractual, like a contractual arrangement. It's like, oh, let's do an article and another article. And that grew. I'm like, okay, well, let's get another writer. And we explored something else. And then another writer. These are all just contracts this time. And, you know, now we have six full-time employees writing writing and updating content every day but it was just a 
you know, slow and steady process based on what was working and, you know, the quality of the, the writing. These days, you can go to Upwork or, you know, any other provider like that and find a writer on any topic, right, any specialty. So, for example, recently NFT, Web3, Metaverse, and so forth, we've started writing content around this. Uh, the writers I had previously were not well-versed in this. So I looked on Upwork, um, which is a, you know, a freelancer finding service, a task, task provider service. And I typed in NFT writer or Web3 writer, and I found people that were well-versed in that. So that's what you can do if you want to look for writers. You go to a platform like that. I'm not related to Upwork. It's just the one I used. Another one I used is onlinejobs.ph. Uh, this is a, a, a site for Filipino writers. They are very much more affordable than, you know, folks from the States or UK, as you can imagine. So it's, it's the economies of scale working for you there. So those are two platforms you can use to find affordable writers. But yeah, it was a slow and steady progress. And it was just about diving into data and then scaling it. Yeah, our writer, my main writer, so I have a couple of contractors and editors, uh, but my main writer, I believe that he's from Pakistan <laughs> and yep. he's amazing. Like he writes blog posts that I would never be able to write that well myself, not just because English is my second language, but because like he, that's his specialty. I'm not a mm -hmm. writer. I am creative director, strategist, you know, like all that, but I'm not yep. a writer. So it's better mm -hmm. to hire someone who's going to do it better for you. And then yes. he also does all the research in terms of, you know, the keywords and all that. And then Kelsey, my content manager, she would, you know, get the content from him and post it on WordPress and use all the plugins, optimize and all that. Yeah. But another question that I had for you is, do you charge when your guests, when they pitch, when they send you like, ideas if they want to write for you do you charge okay. for that before, or we, before we get into that that question i want to make this super actionable for people listening right because if they want to get started with blogging it's really easy to get into it because if you don't uh, there's two options right you can write the articles or you can hire someone just to give you perspective about the the costs involved right we you, you can get someone from the philippines or pakistan or india for very you know, very affordable, like $20 an article is like the, probably the cheapest you'll get for, you know, something of quality, but it can go up to, you know, $200 an article or more, depending on the quality of the writer. So, and the amount of words as well, but, you know, for a 2000 word article, you can expect for, you know, someone on the very low end around $20, someone on the high end, you know, 150, 200 for around a 2000 word article. So I want to give you some perspective of how to get started. And you think about the return on investment on that one article over the many years, if it gets ranked and you've done your keyword research, that it's, you know, it pays for itself so quickly. Yeah, so exactly. You, if you get you just one client off of it, yeah. like it, it's already pays, not it. just for that, like for many, many blogs. Yeah. And you compare that to the time investment for social media. You know, it's like, let's make a challenge, right? Let's think about a keyword that you want to go for, that you rank for. Go to Upwork or online online jobs. Uh, online jobs, you have to, you know, it's a bit of a big, a larger process. So Upwork is a good place to start. You can find a writer on a particular topic and, you know, get commission an article. That's, that's, a, that's how you get started. You learn by doing. If you want to make, go make this an actionable, you know, podcast, like that is how you get started. We also have a ton of resources on SEO as well. Just the basics written out for you on, on our site too, justcreative.com. 
Yeah, there are a lot of really good articles. So for everyone who's listening to this, just go there and you will find from the basics to advanced advice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. we can we can jump into the next one. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I um because you mentioned that you you started hiring at the time and you started getting a lot of like guest posts, like people were reaching out to you, like, hey, can I write for you? Can I post, you know, on your website and so on? Did you charge those websites to write for you or did you have to pay them? Like how does that relationship yeah. go uh, within in, your company? In the beginning, I I was I, it was free, right? They, I, I saw it as content for my site and that was a valuable thing. They wanted a link. The, over time, the quality of those articles went down. So we don't accept them now. What we have got, now we have a team, we have a, uh, we have a system where uh, we actually have someone responding to emails. So anyone that comes in like guest article, opportunity, we have it filters set up to go into a folder that gets sent to my editor. They liaise with them. So this is our policy. We send them to a page, show them, you know, what we like, what we don't like, what what links we post, what content we accept, and so forth. And it is a paid paid service. Our writer liaises with them, discussing about the ins and outs, and you know, it's it's a paid arrangement, as well as insertions into old articles. Right? Let's say we've got a list on the best tablets, and a new tablet provider comes out. They want to get an option added there then we'll also send that to our editor to liaise with them about and, and ne- negotiate with them on the, the pricing. So that's what we do now. That was because there's just so many people wanting a link. You know, when you get a high domain authority, domain rating, a lot of people want links from you. So that problem turned into a major problem. So now all those filters are in place and it gets sent. So we actually have someone responding to like 10 emails a day just, just to manage that. And yeah, that's how we manage it. So I would be wary of people guest pitching you, especially from writing services, essay websites, crypto, anything in that realm you, you may want to avoid. However, if there are some people in your, like fellow creatives, you know, people in your niche, you can see that they're agency owners or more trustworthy, not just, they're more trustworthy and they're not just in it for a link and they want to provide value and then I accept it, no worries. So I have a few people that have sent that. Uh, I believe even yourself, we have a you know we have a a post on our site. So it's up to you. But yeah, just be wary. You'll get a lot of links as soon as you <laughs> a lot of email as soon as your site gets authority. Yeah, but in I the actually beginning, think... yeah, work with other creatives and your fellow fellow. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually think that that's where we are at. It's kind of like growing pain points like we're getting a lot of like mm-hmm. sometimes those articles are really good sometimes they're not and we started charging even like six eight maybe even a year ago we started charging and we we're charging in between 50 and 130 dollars per article mm-hmm. so kind of like they write for us it's free content for us but they have to yes. pay because then they put effort into it and it's not just a random article that they you know maybe copy paste and try to send to everyone and also it has to be very specific. We also like wrote down like the guidelines, like it has to be mentioned either like health and wellness or skincare. So a lot of yes. those emails that we get, once we respond, they never come back, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is totally fine. But we that's just like our way of filtering, you know, people out yeah. at this moment. Yeah. At the bottom of our uh, website, there's a, a link that said sponsored, sponsored posts. 
so they can click that and read it. So that's a good way to alleviate some some of those emails, not all, but yeah, it's you need to have a system in place once once you start getting those, and you will. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of like where we are at at the moment, <laughs> adding different guidelines and things like that. Okay, so yeah, do you have any last thoughts on how graphic brand or web designers can like succeed in this, um, like you know, in this future by blogging or uh, their own websites if they're either trying to get clients or get more into affiliates and passive income. Yes, absolutely. So I think it'd be good just to recap what we've spoke about, you know, understanding why you are going to be blogging in the first place, what your goals and ambitions are. That's going to help help inform your strategy. And if you decide that blogging and SEO is for you, don't say, see why it wouldn't be because it's organic and it, it works for the long term, then give it, a, give it a shot, right? Learn the basics of SEO. You can look up resources. There's a ton, a ton online about how to learn the basics. It's not as intimidating as you think. The basics are there. Get a plugin such as SEO um, Yoast or SEO Rank for WordPress or look up the whatever provider you use, how they hand, handle SEO. Those are the three basics. Then you'd have to create content, right? You can write it yourself or hire a writer. Upwork is one place you can get it. And then you start scaling, right? Those are the those are the basics. If you want to make this actionable, I'll leave it with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was really, really great conversation. Can you tell our audience like where they can connect with you online? I know we mentioned your website, but if you can just say it again and also tell us if you are somewhere on social media. Yes. So justcreative.com is my hub for everything. You'll find all my socials on there as well. Just Creative is my handle on pretty much all the... The platforms, that's one of the benefits of getting in early. So you can connect with me on any of those platforms. I, I do want to mention I have a, an amazing free bundle of branding and design goodies. It's called the Branding Briefcase, and it is a free download. It has tons in it. So if you go to brandingbriefcase.com or even justcreative.com, you can go there. I need your email address. That's the, the exchange, but you get on my newsletter and you can download all of these things such as, you know, eBooks and templates and mock-ups and there's a, there's so much in there so if you're interested in learning more you know check it out uh, justcreative.com perfect well thank you so much again for joining me today i'm sure that our audience will love this episode and will learn a lot about seo and blogging and so yeah thank you thank you great questions i loved it thank you so much cheers thank you for joining us today on the profitable graphic designer in addition to this podcast, we have created some amazing online courses to help you set up your business, get more clients, and scale to the income level you desire. If you need help developing your freelance portfolio so it stands out, if you want to learn how to create proposals new clients will say yes to, if you're still trying to figure out how much to charge for your services, and if becoming the go-to designer for your dream clients is your goal this year, then I invite you to enroll in my signature 12-week program, The Profitable Designer, or one of our other specialized online courses. To learn more about the programs and get started, visit aventiveacademy.com. See you next time.